0: Hey guys, good morning. I am jumping in here to answer your wonderful questions on finding and attracting ideal clients. Um, So I had four of you ask, or I guess three of you ask some great questions, like I said, um, and I'm jumping in here to answer them. So if you are catching the replay, please type hashtag replay and let me know you're watching. Um, Feel free to also ask any questions in the comments, or if you are one of the ladies um, that are catching this on the replay and I'm answering your question, feel free to answer, like if I, you know, me answering your question. If you have any follow-up questions to that um, or need further explanation, please just, you know, let me know in the comments. Um... So I'm going to quickly let you know what the questions are that I got that I'm going to be answering, and then I'll go through them one by one. Um, So the questions that I'm going to be covering, again, all around finding and attracting your ideal client are, number one, how do I figure out exactly where my ideal client hangs out online so that I can get in front of them? Um, Number two is how do I grow my social media presence? Number three, how do I understand my ideal client the way she sees herself and her needs? Um, In other words, how can I ensure that she sees herself in my messaging? Um, And then number four is how do I get in front of my ideal client in a way that makes me stand out over others in my niche? So all wonderful questions, and I'm going to dive in right now. Um, So... Again, going back to this first question on how do I figure out exactly where my ideal client hangs out online so that I can get in front of them? Um, this is such a great, such a great question. And of course, I am giving my take on all of these questions. So I always feel the need to say that, right? Like take what I'm saying with a grain of salt., um, but here's my approach to this. So finding where your ideal client hangs out online, essentially, Looking at like what social media platform do I choose, right? Um, because you might have heard this before. A lot of a lot of people um, talk about a similar approach that I share, which is um, choosing one social media platform to focus on, right? Especially if you are newer in your business or just getting started. Um, choose one social media platform, right? Because when you are spreading yourself thin, like it really does stagnate your growth because you are trying to, you know, grow your Instagram following and you're trying to grow your Facebook group and your email list and maybe your LinkedIn, like you're doing all these things and you want them to all grow. Um, But it's, it's the truth and this goes with so many things. When we focus our attention on one thing, it grows so much faster, and then we, we start feeling that momentum and seeing that momentum. Um, so anyways, with that being said, how do you choose which social media platform to focus on? Um, and the first step is obviously to look at who is your ideal client, right? So you need to be clear on who that is in order to figure out um, which platform is best to focus on. Um, so obviously, like I said, this involves looking at where they are, Um, or sorry, who they are. So thinking about the factors, like what is their age? What is their gender, um, their life stage, their job, right? Are they a business owner? Are they um, in corporate, right? Because these different factors, these different pieces of who your ideal client is, helps you figure out um, which platform they're most likely hanging Out on. Um, And I'm going to give you some examples here. So I personally don't use LinkedIn. I do have a profile on there. I actually forgot I made it, but I occasionally get people requesting to connect with me. Um, And I do not use LinkedIn, right? But I am currently in a mastermind right now, and um, another brand strategist actually has wonderful, um, she has great luck over on LinkedIn, but here's the difference is that her um, her ideal clients, a lot of them have come out of corporate or maybe still are in corporate um, and they are a little bit older, right? So I am in my 20s still um, and that's just, you know, not where we hang out. Um, like I said, I forgot that I even had a LinkedIn profile. Um, another example is um let's see, photographers. So if you are um say you are a business coach specifically for mom togs, which I found out is a term. Mom photographers, they are most likely hanging out on Instagram, right? Because it's a visual platform and you know, that's, that's what Instagram is. And if you're doing photography, obviously you want to be showing off your, your work. Um, if you are a coach, um, they are most likely looking for a community. They being your ideal clients. If you are a coach of any type, right, which is most of you in here, um, your women are most likely looking for a community. And so, you know when I'm when I'm giving you these examples, thinking about um, you know their age, their their life stage, like factoring in those pieces to think about like okay, of the social media platforms, which one are they most likely hanging out on? Um, I do just want to also say to add in there that most likely again with with coaching um, your people want a private group right a private community which is why in most cases um you know it's a pretty safe bet to say that creating a Facebook group is a great move for you so I kind of say like when in doubt um Facebook groups is a way to go and of course again I'm a little bit biased here because this is how um this is how I built my business right I I started out you know, searching for Facebook groups and just kind of slowly getting plugged in with different um, groups in the, the online business world um, and searching for Christian entrepreneur groups and finding these communities of faith-centered women in online business, um, which just totally changed the game for me. Um, and I think a lot of people do that, right? A lot of people will search... Um, you know, first-time moms or weight loss for moms or Christian entrepreneurs or whatever it is in Facebook because they're craving that community. Um, so anyways, I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent now, but when in doubt, if you aren't sure quite what what platform to go with, if you're a coach, Facebook groups is a great way to go. Um, so that's the first thing is looking at who they are. The second thing is... Um, and I've kind of said this, but in terms of um, like choosing the platform, take an educated guess, right? On which platform you think they will be on um, that they're most likely hanging out on considering those different factors. And if you're really not sure, um, ask them, right? Like if you haven't done market research, and this doesn't even take extensive market research, if you have a few people you're connected with, or maybe a friend that um, could totally be an ideal client of yours, like just ask them, like, where do you like to hang out online? Um, And I think that would that would give you a lot of insight. Um, And here's a big piece of this, too. So my third um, piece of advice for you in terms of figuring out where they where your ideal clients are online, which social media platform to choose to focus on, is factor in where you enjoy showing up. Um because like I was saying in terms of like we need to focus our energy on one platform to really grow that and get that momentum. That means you need to commit. Um, hey Susan, yes, market research is so important. Um, you need to commit to showing up in that one place, right? Like, my one place is this Facebook group. Um, Well, the podcast, and in terms of social media, it's this Facebook group. Um, And I'm committed to it, and I love it, right? And I also know that this is where my people are. You guys are my people, and this is where you guys hang out. Um, And so that's why it's so important to factor in, like, yes, think strategically about um, you know, am I a career coach? Well, my clients are most likely on LinkedIn, so I should probably be active over there. Um, but you know, in terms of you know, giving you an example for my business, like there are of course um brand strategists, branding coaches who hang out on Instagram and that's their jam, and they connect with the people over there who are totally Instagram people. Um I do not like Instagram. I tried it for a while. I love the visual side of things, but I can also get um, too focused on, you know, the pretty feed and having everything polished and put together. Um, And at the end of the day, I did not enjoy it, right? So I thought about, like, what's fun for me? What's fun for me is having this wonderful community. Like, I love this community so much, and I love the feeling in here, and there's just something about Facebook groups that I absolutely love. And of course I know that the women in here, right? Like most of you, I'm sure there's maybe some of you that maybe prefer Instagram, but most of you are Facebook people. Like you would much rather connect with people in a Facebook group. That's how I feel, right? Like I get that some people, um, just like naturally show up on Facebook stories and they share bits and pieces of their day and, um, build their little community over on Instagram, but like I tried it and it just it doesn't feel good to me. So that's it. Really comes down to those two pieces. Um, you know, looking at like who your person is and thinking about because of her life stage or her age or whatever, like where she's most likely to be online, but then also where do you actually enjoy showing up? Um, yeah, Susan, it is so it's so in. Important to enjoy the process as well, um, and I think I think you know Susan and anyone who's who's been around for a little while that I'm so big on um, being really intentional about like what um, I don't want to say what feels good to us because you know we're we're running Christ centered businesses. But I mean like in terms of like being authentic, being true to ourselves, right? Like in that sense, what feels natural to us? Um, even, even the way that we show up, like I had this conversation recently of um, when we think about showing up in our Facebook group, right, like what way, um, what comes naturally to you, right? Like, you know, to give you another example, what comes really natural naturally to me is being very vulnerable and real with you guys. And um, I love, you know, just kind of showing up and sharing my heart in terms of um, maybe this is what's going on, you know, behind the scenes in my business. Um, you know, how do you guys feel about this? Or let's just kind of chat. Um, hey, Devaney. um Some of you ladies that were in here, you know, have, have been in this group a little while, probably remember that before I started the podcast, I would do the Friday, um, coffee chats or, you know, I called them different things, but I would sometimes get on here and literally just like have something that was on my heart to talk about. And it was like, Hey, let's just, you know, hang out and chat about this. Um, and th- that's what comes naturally. Right. So anyways, getting a little, um, off topic from the question here, but, um, So let me circle back. So that was, how do I figure out exactly where my client is online um, so that I can get in front of them? So that question was from Ashley. And then she also asked, um, how do I grow my social media presence? Um, And I love this question. So here's what I want to say with that. Um, Growing your social media presence, again, focusing, right? Like, Focusing our attention on one thing is so powerful. And so this is where I'm going to remind you of the rule of one. You might have heard it before. Um, So in terms of growing your social media following, your social media presence... Um, I want you to focus on the rule of one. So think about like, what is the one person that you're called to serve? What is the one problem that you're solving, right? The, the big, like one overarching problem. Um, so for me, that's, you know, personal branding. I'm helping people um, build their personal brand, find their people online. Like everything to do with personal branding is my one, you know, the one problem. Um, and then the one platform again, right? So you're focusing your attention, like you have this specific person that you're talking to, the specific problem, um, and this specific platform. And when you do that, like you think about um, like think about if you find I love podcasts, right? Obviously I have one. I'm obsessed with them. If you find a podcast or maybe you find a new person on Instagram, um That is just so specific to like a question that you have or an area of life that you're working on or something that you're trying to do in your business, right? So say you are trying to start a podcast and you find this podcaster who's all about how to start your own podcast and they just talk all things, you know, starting your podcast and and those like beginning stages and starting and growing and strategizing you will most likely go and binge on all their content, right? And like, that is because they are so, again, so specific on um, the rule of one and those things. And so I just wanna, I want you to think about what that is for you, right? And how you can create essentially binge-worthy content, uh, binge-worthy online presence where it's like, people want more and more and more because you're, you're talking specifically to them and you have that specific problem that you're solving. And you have that specific platform, right? Like they know where to come find you to see if you've posted anything new. Um, Susan said, your audience will know if you're being uncomfortable or being fake. Doing what works for you isn't always the same as doing what the gurus are doing. Yes, so much. Um, And I'm actually going to um, be recording, I think just like a bonus podcast episode or I might jump in here live another day and do it um, talking about that of like what the gurus are doing and not even essentially the gurus, but even just like discerning when you're working with coaches, like, well, but what's right for you though? Um, because I'm so with you, like that's, it's not the same. Like you can't just like copy paste someone else's success and exactly what they've done, um, you know, to get your own version of success. So I think that's so important. Um, Okay, so I t- I talked about the rule of one. Um, then the other, so the next thing in terms of growing your social media presence is providing consistent free value. So this is something that I really wish I started doing sooner. Um, and I want to note here quick that consistent value does not mean, um, you know, I I think it's great to do something like once a week. Um, in terms of like a weekly live video or a weekly podcast episode, weekly blog, weekly email, weekly YouTube video, whatever you want to choose to commit to once a week. um, Because I really struggled to even just commit to one, one thing consistently a week in my business, which is why I said that, like, I wish I started doing that sooner. um, Because that is where, you know, again with growing your social media presence that's when people know know what to expect and they start following along right and if you're starting and stopping and you know you say you're going to do a live video every week and you start doing it for a couple weeks and get discouraged because people aren't showing up live or they're not engaging and so you stop like you were starting to build that momentum um, to where people come to expect like every Friday morning she goes live or every Monday a new podcast episode comes out or whatever. Um, you didn't give them a chance to start to expect that to really grow um, your social media presence, right? Um, so provide consistent free value. Um, and then also, I, I already said this, but I, I, need, I need to keep repeating it because it's so important. And I... I know personally that I need to hear something like a billion times before it really sinks in. So go all in, right? Fully commit to that platform, that person, um, that problem that you're solving, right? Like you really need to fully commit to that um, to really see that growth, see that momentum. Um, All right. So moving on to the next question. This one was from McCove. Um, so she was asking, how do I understand my ideal client the way she sees herself and her needs? In other words, how can I ensure that she sees herself in my messaging? Um, and I love this question too. I feel like I've said that about all the questions, but, um, I, I see your, your question, Devaney. Um, I'm gonna answer this one and go back so I don't like get sidetracked. Um. So how can you ensure that your ideal client sees herself in, in your messaging? This is something that like there is, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to remove yourself from your business, from your own perspective, right? Like as the quote unquote expert or, you know, just a person who is like the coach, the educator. Um, you have... More knowledge, right? Than your ideal client in terms of like the area, your area of expertise, you are a couple steps ahead of her at least. Um, so you know how can you make sure that there is that connection, right? That there's not this detachment between how you perceive um, who your ideal client is and her needs versus how she sees herself and her needs. Um, and so again, I've got a couple couple tips for you to help you with that. So. Number one, I would encourage you to look at first um, before you go and like change everything because you're like, it's not working. Um, first look at what is working and what's resonating right now. Like if you have a Facebook group, you can go into um, the group settings and you'll see kind of like some analytic um, analytics in terms of like there's one that's specifically about engagement. You can scroll down to the bottom of that Engagement tab, and you will see like the highest engaged posts that you've had recently. Um, So that can give you some insight, or you can just you know make a mental note, or literally track somehow in a spreadsheet, Google Doc, wherever um, when certain posts get a lot of traction, right? So that'll help you really know what's working, what's understanding. Um, the next piece of that is to double down and do more of that. Right. So if you, if you find that when you, um, I'll give you an example of like, I, you know, whenever I talk about ideal clients, like that is a hot topic, right? Because that's a huge piece of having our business, having a successful business, but also like, that's a huge piece of just like our God-given purpose is like the people that we're called to serve. So obviously, um, talking about ideal clients is something that always gets a lot of response, a lot of engagement, a lot of questions, which is why I address it so much. Um, So think about what that is for you, pay attention so that you can double down and do more of that. Um, And then, right, do more market research if you haven't done any, again. to market research, if even if you've done it recently, if you feel like, um, you know, I feel like there's a disconnect between um, how I'm talking about my ideal client and my messaging. So like, you know, I'm, you know, describing her, her frustrations or her thoughts. And I feel like it, you know, maybe I'm not quite sure if that's accurate. Like, I feel like maybe I'm not getting the type of response that I thought I would from this post. So maybe, um, something's off here. So like, you know, how, how can I figure out, um, how to tweak it? Right. Um, so of course this comes down to market research and, um, I do have some questions. Um, I'm just thinking of the best way. Um, I might in the in the comments or like in a new post, I might, um, not I might, I will um, post a few questions for you guys just to think about in terms of um, market research, if that's something that you haven't done before, or, um, you know, you're needing to do again. Um, And I will say, like, if you are going to do market research, be sure to record the call so you can just be present in the moment. Um, Obviously, if you're doing like, a, a survey or a questionnaire, like, you have the answers recorded there. Um, but if you're doing those calls, like, instead of, like, furiously writing down, trying to scribble or type as they're talking, like, just be present in the call and record it, and then you can go back and take notes after or transcribe it or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, and so here is why market research is so important. So in terms of right, the original question, how can I be sure that she sees herself in my messaging, that she reads my message or my post and she is like, yes, that is me. I need exactly that. Like that is totally what I was thinking the other day or saying the other day. Um, use their exact words, right? You can't use their exact words if you haven't talked to them and heard their exact words and paid attention and written them down. Um, this is really, really powerful. And it's also like really easy. And I think because we are weird and human and we like to make things difficult, like we don't do that. But it's really like the simplest thing ever is to, you know, just pay attention like continuously. Market research is honestly a continual process. It's something that I'm constantly, like, anytime someone uh, joins this group. I am um, recording her answer in terms of I've got a question in the membership questions about um, essentially like what is your biggest question around um, building your brand, finding your people, and I record all of those answers so I'm consistently building up that market research if someone says something in a post or in a coaching call. to me, that I'm just totally like, ooh, that's really good. I will write it down, right? Like I've got market research that I'm continually just, um, you know, creating a bank of because it is a continual process, um, and that helps me use their exact words, right? Because I can talk about, um, I can talk about finding your ideal clients, but I know, right? The clarity that I've gained so far in terms of like using the exact wording of you guys, my people. Um, is, you know, talking about ideal clients, to give you an example, I don't use the terminology of, you know, landing high ticket clients, or um, I can't think of another, another example right now, that's, that's what's coming to me off the top of my head, um, because that's not that that doesn't land with you guys right like and i've tried i i do remember at one point when i was um i was doing market research for creating a freebie um or something and i was asking like i gave a few different title options and one of them was about um high ticket clients And I remember I got someone who gave me this long, big, long response, which was wonderful about why that phrase irks her and it just does not land. And I'm like, okay, duly noted. But it was also just like the majority of the feedback was like, no, that doesn't really, um, that doesn't really land with me. But talking about like the people that you're called to serve, right, does. And that, that's what rings true for me too, right? Um... So, anyways, those, those, that's kind of the um, the advice that I have to give to you in terms of making sure that your ideal client really does see herself in her messaging, in in your messaging, um, and and this is totally like a cyclical thing, right? So, looking at what's working, um, doubling down on what is, doing more market research continually, just keeping track of little comments and notes here and there, so that you are you know, consistently getting more clear, right? And then taking those exact phrases, those exact words and using them in your posts um, and then repeating. And then again, you know, looking at what's working, keeping track, doubling down, um, you know, that, that is how you can really ensure that your messaging is just so strong um, and so specific to your person. Um, all right, let me go in and read the comments before I move on to the next, next question. Um, so Devonie had asked, What are your thoughts on inching down beyond self love and confidence? I keep trying to get more specific, and it's so hard. Um, I mean, you can definitely. Well, actually, did you say any other questions? No, you didn't. Um, tell me more about that, Devonie. Um, because I think you can definitely get more specific, right? Um, self love and confidence, like you, like. Within self love and confidence, there is so many things, um, and I'm sure you could like list them way easier than I could. But I know like that in itself um, is a big broad topic, right? Like there's specific pieces that you could pull out of there, um, and I'm guessing that's maybe kind of what you're sensing in terms of like you feel like maybe you wanna you want to get more specific beyond just self love and not just. Beyond self-love and confidence, um, but maybe you're feeling like if you narrow down even more, that's too specific. Or um, okay, you're reading, you're you're typing comments here. Uh, that's super good. Confidence is totally resolved. Releasing self doubt totally. Um, so yeah, if you if you have like a specific. Like thing that you're you're wanting to focus on, um, feel free to drop that in the comments if that's what you're wanting to get feedback on. But if you were just wondering in general, like, um, what are your thoughts on getting even more specific, then I say go for it. Um, I, I think the process of um, niching down or niching down, however you want to say it, um, is totally a gradual thing, right? And I know I've shared kind of my progression of gradually getting more specific as my business went on. But just to give you like a, a timeline of Natalie's niche, um, I started out you know wanting to do like graphic and web design, um, super broad, no idea who I wanted to work with, I just wanted to do something like that. I learned about branding, I went through a program, totally fell in love with it, I was like, all right, branding, I wanna do branding, drop the web design, Um, wanted to do branding for health and wellness entrepreneurs or coaches, Um, pivoted to branding for Christian entrepreneurs, then got even more specific and said, okay, it is a Christian coach or you know Christian female coach or service provider who is new in her business now it is personal branding for new Christian coaches like i you know get get more specific over time um and i totally think that it is like there's there's the um just the clarity that we get right like as we take action we get clear and so it helps us know um what what that next step is, like like what we want to focus on. Um, but there's also like the I don't know, I get like the visual image of like like a death grip on, you know, your big broad, you know, whatever you want to talk about. And maybe you feel the nudge to like get a little bit more specific and it's just like one by one, like your your fingers are being pried off and finally you're like, fine, okay, I'll I'll niche down 'cause I felt like that many times. Um Uh, Hey, Kristen. Hey, Charlene. Um, okay. So Devaney says, yeah, niching down can be so hard, whether either niching down what I do or niching down who I work with. Maybe that's easier. Yeah. Um, and Devaney, I know, like, I know from when we chatted last, you had kind of, you had pivoted. I think you were originally wanting to do or focusing on, like Christian women entrepreneurs or business owners, um, if I remember right. And then you shifted to just women, like not necessarily entrepreneurs. Um, so, I mean, and that in itself is very broad. Um, so like you said, that may be easier. I'm guessing maybe that is where, you um, I guess I'm in agreement for with you, um, that that might be easier in terms of looking at like what what type of women like what exactly are you doing, um, who exactly are you trying to work with, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Think about that. Then think about like who is that woman that you really feel called to serve right now, right? Like, um, who is that perfect fit person for you? What is what specific? Um, self-love confidence issues is she um experiencing like how is that impacting her life right like get really specific on that um and some sometimes it helps to free write too like if you're thinking about like who is this person that i'm called to serve you know grab grab a a journal and just kind of free write in terms of like who is this person and kind of really like think about that Um, you're welcome all right let me go back up here so Okay, Susan said, um, it's easier to be consistent when you enjoy what you're doing. Going back to the previous post, totally. Uh, market research give you her words to describe the problem and what she wants. Yes. And I, you know, I, um, I just recently recorded a training inside the Brand with Purpose membership on market research. And that's something that I made note of in terms of that market research is like... It's literally having your people tell you exactly what they want you to do and what they want you to say. Um, And I totally know that like when, when I started doing any sort of call, even just like a connection call, but market research in itself, like I felt so nervous. I am an introvert. I used to feel like I wasn't good at small talk and connecting with people. I've kind of gotten over that now. Um, but I remember just like the idea of talking with a bunch of strangers was really overwhelming. And so focusing on that, I think really helps in terms of like the benefits of market research. It's literally like they're telling you exactly what they want you to do and what they want you to say. And sometimes it involves reading, you know, reading between the lines and all of that, but, um, it's just so beneficial. Um, Uh, let's see. Okay. Going down the comments here. Um, said, I played with the idea of focusing on women starting new seasons of life and going through big changes. Ooh, I love that. Um, yeah, keep, 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 um, diving into that. So like in terms of women, um, starting new seasons of life, going through big changes, um. So like, what are those, you know, mindset, um, self-love issues, like as it relates to that season of life, Um, think about like how, you know, I'm I'm guessing that that stage of life that women go through um, is near and dear to your heart because you've experienced your own, um, you know, mental battles with being in a new season, going through big changes Um, so I would encourage you to really like dig into that because that's awesome. Um, Charlene says, I've done single moms of teens, but now I think it could be more beneficial to do new homeschool moms, especially working moms. Yes. And Charlene, like I am totally your ideal client. If you have questions, I'd be happy to, um, happy to chat with you. And I feel like there are probably many women in this group who are in that boat, um, and, you know, you say working moms, and I don't know if, um, I don't know if by working moms you're thinking of, um, like, you know, working, like, in a, a traditional job um, or or having a business. Or maybe that's not, maybe it could be either or. Um, either way, I'm still happy to answer questions, help you out um, if you have questions with that. Because I think... I think that is is a really um, a really great niche, a really speci- specific 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 focus of um, homeschooling moms, right? Who are working, and so you can get really specific with um, the clarity that you have around that. In terms of, you know, she's she's new to homeschooling, and so she's she's figuring out like, well, how can I? Um, like, do I have time to do this? How can I structure my schedule? Um, You know, how can I maybe keep my kids busy and entertained if they're homeschooling and then they're at home? Um, Or maybe they're in daycare. I'm not sure. Anyways, you know, it's it's those pieces, right? Like, if she is a work-from-home mom and she is Um, homeschooling her kids, right, then that brings in a new set of challenges because then she's also trying to figure out, like, well, how do I keep them busy when I'm not homeschooling them and all those things, um, all those pieces that go into it. And then um, I'm not sure if you were on when I was talking about this, and if not, you could go back and listen, but I was kind of talking about um, with a previous question in terms of, like, when you... Stumble across someone online and you find their content and their content is so specific to you and the stages that you're at and the problem that you have right now. And they have all this great content about, about like questions that you've been wondering and tips and resources and like you totally binge on their content, right? Um, so all things to consider. Um, Devaney said that's helpful. Awesome. Um, Valerie said I keep keep finding myself shifting back into ministry mode. Um, let let me know what you mean by that, Valerie. I'm not quite sure what you mean. Um, so I'm, I'm going to answer this next question and then I'll come back to you, Valerie. Um, so this last question that I got was from Lindsay and she was asking, how do I get in front of my ideal client in a way that makes me stand out over others in my niche? Um, so I really think that, um, in terms of standing out, right. Um, it's so important to focus on the fact that we want to stand out to our ideal clients. Right. Um, and that's kind of what she's asking here, but I just wanted to start out by saying that because, um, I see frequently in different business owners messaging, they'll talk about like, you know, standing out, like getting visible, And of course, you know, I do say that too, but it's really important to remember that you want to stand out and you want to get visible to your people. So that does not mean throw all caution to the wind and I'm going to get visible and stand out no matter what it takes, because standing out to the masses, to as many people as possible is going to look different than standing out and getting visible to your people, if that makes sense. Um... So what I have to say to that in terms of like, how can you stand out to your people um, versus other people in your niche? Um, and this is you know kind of repeating myself here, but first of all is to show up in a way that's natural to you, right? Because um, I was just talking with someone the other day and I was telling her about uh, this membership that I've been running, right? And um, I hadn't talked to her in a while, so I was sharing all these details with her and she was like, Natalie, I am so excited that you are doing this membership because I feel like there aren't a lot of people in this branding space who have your, your personality, right? Like my, my approach to branding, my approach to business, my, my style, my personality, the way that I carry myself, um, is different in terms of like, there are a lot of people, um, you know, I, pay attention, you know, uh, in moderation to others in the branding space. And I do remember feeling a lot of like, oh, they're all so cool. And like these boss babes with purple hair, (laughs) And I really wanted purple hair. This is a side note, but I really wanted purple hair in college. I don't have blonde hair though. So I would have had to bleach it and I didn't want to do that. Um, so I was totally jealous of like the the really cool like business owners, the creatives, with the purple hair and the, the funky fashionable outfits. But like, that's not me. Um, and so, you know, standing out to your people amongst the others in your niche, like show up like you, right? Like, don't think that just because you are more Um, again, using myself an example, Daphne's laughing at me. (laughs) I really wanted purple hair. Um, I wanted to be cool, but I like, I wear plain clothes. Like I, you know, felt, felt like I was boring compared to the other people who are just so like, they were just standing out and they were so unique and creative and they, like they I don't know. I think you get you. I think you guys get what I mean in terms of like. I think we can easily look at other people and be like, "But I'm not that unique. Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm just me." Um, and that's the point is that people want to see just you. I'm doing air quotes. Um, they want to see you, and so just show up in the way that's natural to you. And so if you feel like you're not this energizer bunny and you don't show up on my videos and get all passionate and energetic, like. That's great because your people are going to resonate with you in your calm presence and your down to earth approach, right? Or whatever it is. Um, and so that's my first tip. Um, second is to get specific on who she is and the problem that you're solving, right? Because again, it's going to help you naturally stand out to her. Um, and so, versus, you know, when we're looking at the other people in your niche, um, and I'm, I'm I'm going to use, obviously, Lindsay is the one who asked this question. And so I know she is, um, she's focusing on hormonal health for moms, I think. Um, and so, you know, looking at that, like, I know in the health and wellness space, like, there was a lot of people who are very woo-woo, new age, crystals, whatever, all that stuff. Um, obviously, that's not Lindsay, right? And so she's bringing her biblical grounded Christ-centered perspective, right? Even if it's not specifically to Christian moms. And Lindsay, let me know if you catch this replay in the comments, um, if that's changed um, or what the case is. But it's like, you know, you are bringing yourself, your, your unique perspective to your niche, right? And so when you're focusing on who you're called to serve specifically and the problems that they have, um, like really, really laser focused to that specific per- person and to that specific problem, like that is how you stand out amongst the others in your industry because they don't want, um, you know, I'm trying to trying to think. Of, so say Lindsay is serving Christian moms. I don't think she actually is, but say she is, right? Like the Christian mom who, you know is holistically minded holistic health is very important to her but so is the bible right and so she wants to make sure that um you know she's not leaning into like new age practices as she is learning about more about her holistic health um and mindset and like other things that are kind of like integrated in there right and like that will just that will Draw them to her specifically because that's what resonates with them, right? Um, I I talk about this a lot, but being polarizing is so powerful because not only does it, you know, repel the people that are not a good fit for us, which is what I think we often focus on. Like we think about being, like, like even just within our niche, like thinking about getting really specific with our niche. We automatically focus on like, but all of the people that I'm going to be turning away um, instead of focusing on like, but who are you going to really strongly attract, right? By being that polarizing, right? Like a magnet is, it polarizes, but it also attracts. Um, And so just, just focusing on that, right? Instead of focusing on like, who am I going to repel, focusing on um who you're going to be really pulling in really strongly attracting because you're so specific um versus other people in your niche. Um, so I hope that was helpful to Ashley and McCove and Lindsay. So those of you that were answering the or asked those specific questions, I know you guys aren't live right now. Um, please let me know, like I said, if you have any follow-up questions to that. Deveni, you asked when the membership is going to be opening up. It's going to be opening up very soon. I don't have a specific date right now, um, but I am getting stuff ready to open up the doors soon. And I am, when I initially opened up the membership, it was um, you know open and close cart because I was doing like a founding members launch. Um, I'm going to be opening up the membership for open enrollment. Um, So I will let you guys know, like when I have the specific details. Um, So you are welcome, ladies. I love, I love hopping in here. Happy to answer your questions. Um, Yeah, I will hop off, but I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for hanging with me.